The book was better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Book Was Better podcast. My name is Kayla Clark. <laughs> I'm Taylor Collette. And we are going to be doing Road Dolls Matilda today. Yes. We Found are it back in, to our childhoods. <laughs> we're in full spooky season right now. So easing into it with, you know, a, a fairly innocent witchy book slash movie. Yeah, I feel like it's it's on everyone's like classic Halloween movies to watch list. Yeah. Because everyone has one of those. <laughs> Right. Well, we do at least. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, um, just in general, like, I feel like if you didn't at least read the book as a child, you like definitely watched the movie. So. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. good memories there all around. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't really have anything announcement wise. Just we will be uh, getting that new merch line out soon. Here, so just continue yes, to keep an eye out for that. Yes, there's been a few delays in um, production because of like shipping and stuff. Living in Hawaii, sometimes it takes a while for me and to get Taylor's stuff. power cord broke. So oh yeah, my she. computer is shot. We're recording this on my husband's computer that he very kindly is letting me use. Um, so you know, just lots of. Bumps it's real in fun. the road. But, but it we're is there. coming. We're getting there. Maybe we'll do some sort of like sneak peek or something. Yeah, I'll do a couple teasers. I think I finally have everything that I need to do the, the samples. Um, so I can at least post some teasers as I get the samples made. Also, if you have an order that you're waiting on, I apologize. Um, it's because I've been waiting to get stuff in. Because shipping's been a joke. So it should be coming your way this week. I finally got everything done. So, yes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Thank you for your patience. Yes, honestly. <laughs> but otherwise, I guess that, that's really it. So we'll just jump right into it. Yeah. Matilda by Roald Dahl. The book was published in 1988. And the movie came out in 1996. So like eight years later, Road Dahl is a very prolific writer and we have on our list many of his books that have been turned into movies. Yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, so this will not be the last time we talk about Road Dahl, but um, this is our first time talking about him. So he he's a children's book author, like very well known. Even though some of the books he writes, when they're turned into a movie, <laughs> you're maybe like, how is this directed at children? But <laughs> this like, one very clearly is. But this one very clearly is. Um, but it's also very enjoyable f from an adult viewing standpoint. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Um, getting into our lineup here, we have. So this is something that I, I did not know. It was both produced directed and starred in by Danny DeVito. I didn't know that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait, like, seriously? Danny DeVito, he directed it, he produced it, and then he, and he was in it. Starred in it. Good so. old Danny DeVito. I love him. Yep. Well, he did a bang up job. He Let did me a just good job. Say. Yep. <laughs> um, the screenplay was done by Nicholas Kazan and Robin Swickord. Swickord. Sure. Uh, the music was done by David Newman. As always, music was top notch. And then casting was done by Rene Rousselot or Rousselot. Again, depending on how sure. you pronounce that. And David Rubin. Thank you, David Rubin, for having a normal... <laughs> David Newman and David Rubin both have easy normal... I guess not normal. That's insensitive. It's just easy to say to us Americans. How about that? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for having easy to pronounce names for me. Okay. So... They and they did a fantastic job. The casting on this movie was phenomenal. I'm going to talk about mm -hmm. that a little bit later. So just as a as a 
brief summary for those of you who have forgotten or it's just been a while. Matilda is a very heartwarming story about a little girl who is extremely intelligent and smart and was born into a very stupid family <laughs> with parents who are pretty neglectful. And so because she's so smart and she's not using, you know, like her intelligence to their full capacity, she like develops powers, like little witchy powers, which she then uses to get revenge on the evil Miss Trunchbull at school. She, you know, shows her her powers to Miss Honey and and the, it has a happy ending because she ends up. Being able to live with Miss Honey, where she, you know, basically has a, a mother figure who truly cares about her and like pushes her to, you know, fulfill all of what her, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Potential? <laughs> Potential, thank you. <laughs> and, you know, gets her, you know, in the classes she needs to be in to where she's. She can utilize actually her, her being brain. Challenged and she's happy and can just read and learn because that's what she likes to do. Yeah. There you go. It's it's a simple, fun, heartwarming story. Yeah. Basically. I do not remember who goes first. Who went first last oh, time? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think... Hmm. Did, uh, did what I was it? Breaking Dawn. It was Breaking Dawn Part 2. Um, did I go first last time? I think I went first last time. Because I think... I went last when talking about the imprinting and breaking down part one. Does that sound oh, right? Sure. <laughs> okay. Either way. <laughs> so if you want to go first. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so uh, for those who maybe this is your first episode. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, just like a brief recap on kind of what we do. I know we don't always fully explain it we kind of just dive into it but we like to narrow down um our thoughts to like our top three we what we call grievances but our top three thoughts on the book versus the movie just to keep things a little bit more streamlined and then we go in uh ascending order three two one um to our descending that is ascending. descending order <laughs> I don't know why. Ascending I is up. So one, two, three, going up. Descending is going down. Oh, right. So three, two, one in descending <laughs> order. <laughs> Ooh, what a day. Um, descending <laughs> order, three, two, one to our like biggest one. Um, so anyways, I just felt like we haven't explained that for a while. So I thought I'd throw it and in. And then we throw in some honorable mentions. Yeah, for sure. Just some other thoughts that we had. So my number three, um, it's not something that I have very strong feelings on one way or another, which blanket statement really for this whole episode. I love this movie <laughs> and I love this book. They're both pretty, good. pretty even across the board. So none of my grievances I'm like really mad about. It's more just like things I noticed that are different. <laughs> so one that I noticed that was different is uh, in the book her powers are dealt with very differently than they are in the movie and I think it's very interesting because I I remember growing up Matilda being very much a Halloween movie because she's kind of like the little witch you know and that's like kind of what people always described her as whereas in the book they never really describe anything of her powers being like supernatural or anything they kind of deal with them more as if they mm -hmm. were like miracles or like just this unexplainable thing that happens, but it isn't necessarily like it's not supernatural. She's not like ever considered a witch. Whereas in the movie, I feel like they're pretty heavy handed with the the witch like imagery and like the descriptions and stuff. And so well, it was weird because her her powers are only used like a few times in the book. Like yeah, they show yeah. they show her using her powers more often in the movie as well. In the movie, as if they were yeah. like these supernatural powers that she has and can use very frequently. Whereas in the book, it's more like these fluke miracle things that happen every once in a while. Um, I don't know if I'd call it a fluke, though, because in the okay, movie, well, yeah. she has a hard time 
what's the word I'm looking Controlling for? Controlling it. Like replicating yeah, yeah, what yeah. she did for Miss Honey. But in the book, she has no problem being like, this is what I did. And like, you know, doing it again. That's true. I don't, yeah, it's hard to describe. But, but, but they are definitely described and, and, um, exhibited about no that's still not what i would say either but yeah just the the feeling you get about her powers are different are different yeah book in the movie just not the book is very much like trying to be like it's not supernatural it just is this thing that happens whereas the movie's like nah she's a witch (laughs) why not well and it's kind of funny because it's like mr doll even if you don't describe it as being supernatural, it's still supernatural that this it's, five-year-old yeah. girl. <laughs> she's not five. In the book, she's five. In the movie, she's six. She's that young? Uh-huh. Why did I think she was older? Listen, I'll talk about that in my next point. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I guess in my first um, point. <laughs> anyways, so, yeah, that's my number three. It's just very interesting the different ways that they... Um, deal with it and it was very weird for me because i had such a strong association with the movie and halloween and it's Mm -hmm. been a while since i've read the book so i like kind of had forgotten that they don't explicitly say she's a witch so as i was reading it i kept like waiting i was like come on come on you gotta at least mention it and they don't at all in the book (laughs) nope so that's my number three it's not necessarily a grievance but just something yeah it's a thought (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a um, mild So my note. number three, yeah, my number three is also not really a grievance because I agree with Taylor that both the movie and the book are amazing. Um, yeah. But it is, I think, probably the biggest change. And that is that the book is set in England, in the United Kingdom. Oh, yeah. And the movie is set in the United States. And I do think that Danny DeVito... Having such a heavy role and hand in this movie (laughs) probably affected, like, let's put this in the United States because I don't think think he could pull off English. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever heard him even (laughs) attempt one. Has has he tried accents in any of his movies? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Danny DeVito has one voice, and it's the classic Danny DeVito voice. Phil from Hercules. No. (laughs) Um. But basically, along with that, like location change, you get a bunch of other little changes that happen because Mm -hmm. of the location change. One of those things being her age in the book, which is set in the United Kingdom. She starts school at five and a half in the movie. They start school young over there. But don't we start kindergarten at five here? No, no, we turn five. No, you turn five during in kindergarten. I swear. I don't think so. No, you don't. You're right. You turn six in kindergarten. But either way, I'm pretty sure you start when you're five. You have you to be start five kindergarten years old. when you're five, although they yes. may begin as early as four or as late as seven. That makes According no sense. According to Healthline.com. Thanks, Healthline. That was not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so a big change there is she is a year older in the movie than she is in the book. Um, and then as well as I think some of the humor, there's a slight shift there just because in the book, and this is something that I do think that I do miss a little bit is just road dolls. Writing is very snarky. (laughs) There's a lot of, you know, dry humor that it's very British humor. It's very British. It's it's dry and snarky, which I love, but Mm -hmm. I do know, especially from, you know, talking to anybody who's watched like the U.S. version of The Office versus the U.K. version of The Office. Mm-hmm. I personally like both and I think both are funny. A lot of people I talk to do not understand the British version. Um, yeah. And so I think for that reason, some of that kind of U.K. humor got shifted a little bit to, you know, be set for uh, so that more American audiences would enjoy understand it um, and, and understand yeah. it and they would find the story more relatable mm-hmm. um i mean for the for the most part it doesn't alter that much of the story mm-hmm. but 
I mean, clearly in the UK, there's not FBI agents because it's in the UK. <laughs> yeah. There's no FBI agents. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but, I feel like they, this was one of my honorable mentions, but I'll just mention it right now. They, I feel like they added a lot more shenanigans in the movie to kind of balance out the fact that they cut out a lot of like the, the snarky writing, because obviously that's very hard to translate mm-hmm. over to a movie. So to, to yeah. try to balance the uh, enjoyment and the humor, they added, I think, a lot more like shenanigan kind of things to the movie that weren't in the book. Mm-hmm. And like... I understand that they wanted to make it funny for kids, especially. And like they wanted to make sure that there was a lot going on. But it is interesting rereading the book and realizing how few times she uses her powers. Yeah. And how like little that actually affects the school and stuff. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it, it is for sure. And um I think it just has a slight connection, yeah, to that location change. And the musical is still set in the UK. And so that's something that's different if you've seen. And I I was lucky and I got to see Matilda in London during um, when I when Mm. I lived there doing a study abroad in uh, college. I've never seen Matilda the musical. And Matilda the musical is amazing. It is so good. Mm. And it's funny. It's so funny. But it's funny in a very british it's very british it's really funny though (laughs) it's great Mm -hmm. um but they kept you know matilda the musical is still british matilda the movie is changed to american both good both still funny and enjoyable um but just an interesting and probably the biggest change so i felt like i needed to talk about it (laughs) yeah not necessarily a grievance but definitely the biggest change that Mm -hmm. I noticed. So that's my number three. Okay. My number two is uh, there's one big scene in the movie that I think of that they totally added in and does not exist in the book. And that's the whole subplot of them getting the doll for Miss Honey Mm -hmm. from uh, the, I'm blanking on her name, the other teachers. Miss Trump. Trunk, 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 something. Trunchbull? Yeah, that lady. Trunchbull? Yeah, that lady. foot. you're close enough. (laughs) Not great with the names. Um, So, yeah, that the whole thing was just added in. And I don't I was trying to think like maybe why they added it. I don't know if they felt like they needed to build that bond between Matilda and Miss Honey a little bit more. That's kind of what I wrote in my notes that I I feel like they they just wanted to add more background for Miss Honey Mm -hmm. and and add some more connection, because even in the book, right in the in the book, she gets her father's inheritance back and gets to move back into her childhood home. Like that is talked about in the book. So I think in the movie, they wanted to create a stronger connection for Miss Honey with her childhood home so that that moment when like they win is more you, impactful yeah you felt more triumph for her mm-hmm. and she became a more sympathetic character overall for sure and when matilda ends up living with miss honey you're like oh yeah because they're in that house and they have that yeah. connection and they're like yeah it totally makes sense so i get I mean, why I think they it did also, it i also feel like you know miss honey always supported and like had Matilda's back, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that was a moment to kind of show how Matilda reciprocated mm, that relationship. Yeah, she wanted for to Ms. repay Honey. her. Mm-hmm. And show like, I have your back too. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to be fair, this is one of those rare occasions where I'm not mad that they added something because it's not a very long book to begin with. Mm-mm. So it's not like they cut out a bunch of important stuff and put in this random scene, as we've seen in some other <laughs> franchises. Why did the burrow burn down? It doesn't happen. <laughs> That's like the yes, first example that always comes to my Harry Potter book and movie. Uh, um, anyways, so I'm not like super upset. Like, oh, why did they add this random scene? Like, I get it. And I'm not mad about it. I just thought mm-hmm. it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not a huge grievance, just a, a 
comment that I have about it. <laughs> that is different. It's a difference. It's, it's what we're difference. here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my number two is just talking about casting. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. And it's also not a grievance at all. So. No, no, it, they did good. Um, this movie's real good. So I love the casting. And so that's why I said earlier, Renee and David, they did a fantastic job. Right. So I love Mara Wilson. I think she mm-hmm. is Matilda. She does such a good job capturing that character. Okay, but how how old is she? What do you when mean? She's playing like how, this old, part. how old was she? How old when was she played this, this actress part? when she played this part? Is she six? She seems older than six. I don't know six. how old. So she was born in 1987. Okay. And the movie when was released in 1996. So I think, I don't know how, I didn't do enough research to see like when they started filming, but I'd say she okay. was like seven or eight playing a so she was six, a little bit older. seven year old. A little bit older, but not much. I don't and know. Her I mom, guess. her mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And died. Oh my goodness! Right before this movie was released. Like, oh my goodness! Such a strong young young girl grew up to be a strong young woman. She's yeah. I'm she's just great. really bad at knowing children's ages. I think that's my problem. <laughs> knowing children's ages. Because like when I think six, I'm like that's still a baby. But I guess, think of Scotland. Yeah, I don't. Scotland, our niece is six and a half. That's mm, seven. Weird. My brain She'll can't. She'll be seven this month, but. My brain can't do ages of children. I just, I just, off the top of my head, mine can't either. I have to associate it with like, oh, well, this kid I know is that age. Like, whoa, I can't imagine putting that child in this instance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that's I guess just like, what I have to do. And it's even when also I think a little of like, bit easier now that I'm a mom and have kids of my own. <laughs> like, even when I think of, like, Harry Potter and I'm like, he was 11, 11, 11. Uh, how old is that? What is that <laughs> What age? are you doing when you're 11? <laughs> how are you feeling? <laughs> like, our youngest sister is, how old is 11. she now? She's 11? 12. She 12? turned 12 this year. She's 12. Yeah. See, that doesn't compute in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think she turned 12 this year. I think so. I think she'll be 13 next year. She'll officially be a teenager. Gross. Um. Gross. (laughs) Sorry, Rachel. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Mara Wilson. Anyway, sorry. That's such a phenomenal. That was like, that was a tangent, but. That's a me problem. I feel like that's relatable. I feel like a lot of people probably have that issue. But um, (laughs) so I love Mara Wilson, obviously. Danny DeVito's amazing. He does a great job as yes. Mr. Wormwood. He's also the narrator. Um, he does both. Um, and I will say with the, because in the book, the descriptions of the characters aren't identical. Like, I think it's the the man's supposed to be super skinny and the woman's supposed to be the bigger one. And in the movie, obviously, Danny DeVito, he's a little bit bigger. Yeah. And then the woman's really skinny. But yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's I thought Perlman. it was a fun flip. Yeah, well, but also she's a phenomenal actress as well. I yeah. I love her mostly. What what she's I what I feel like is probably most recognizable for her is she's in Cheers. She plays Carla in Cheers. Oh yeah, she does. Yeah. It she's took me great. like a minute when I was watching it this last time where I was like, what else do I know the mom from? And then I figured it out. But yeah, <laughs> um, Cheers. So just it's just great. Um, Miss Trunchbull, hilarious. Yeah, she does a great job. Good job. That's Pam Ferris. She does a fantastic job. I don't know if like anything else that she's in, but um, she did a great job. Um, Oh, my gosh. She was Aunt Marge in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. (gasps) She was. I just remembered when you said that. Yeah. Wait. (laughs) So she's totally different. Totally different. Totally different. Looks totally different, but amazing. Great actress, um, great range there. I so M. Beth Davids plays Miss Honey, and I again think she does a phenomenal job. Yes, she's done some things here and there, but I didn't really recognize a whole lot of what she's been in. 
uh, since. The only thing that like I really recognized was she was Mary Parker in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Those two movies. It's not a big role, right? Because it's like flashbacks and stuff of his mom. Mary Parker oh, is Peter Parker's yeah. mom. So um, why do I recognize her so much then? You might have seen her in other in things that I think she's also in Schindler's List. Um, well, I, I don't recognize her from that, <laughs> but I just I don't I don't know. So um, but she did such a good job. And just in general, everybody that they cast just fit so well to what I saw in my head mm-hmm. when reading the book, um, despite those di- slight different changes. Right. Yeah. Where the dad's not tall and skinny. He's a little bit shorter and wider. Right. But personality wise, Danny DeVito still captured him so well that like the looks thing doesn't matter as much. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like capturing the personality is the most important part. But mm-hmm. so that that was mine. Number two, it's an anti grievance. It's just I thought the casting was done really well. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at a I'm looking at her uh, career IMDb now. Page? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't recognize I don't recognize any of her other stuff. I just thought she looked really familiar, but maybe it's just one of those faces. Maybe. Anyways, uh, honorable mentions. <laughs> Any whom? I know we kind of mentioned it already. Music, always killer. Mm-hmm. Great job. Sound effects, spot on. <laughs> um, the one thing I would say is the the FBI stuff. Oh yeah, that's all added in. Is all added in, and I'm not sure it was entirely necessary because it's no, it's added. And it's the the story is really supposed to be, you know, from Matilda's point of view. And hold on. I have a cat trying to jump out my window. Again, how do you even get in here? The door was closed. <laughs> That's never good. Save the kittens. Quick side note story. Yes, I do record on the second story of my house. Does that stop my cats from jumping out the windows if they're open? No. No, it does not. (laughs) Jeez. Mm. I mean, cats always land on their feet, thank goodness, but. Yeah, they just opened the door again. I. How? I guess this door doesn't like latch all the way. Yeah, how are your cats opening your door? I don't know. They're very smart. The picture I have in my head. Is great. I picture like one stacked on top of the other while like the one like uses its paws. I don't know. Elsa is really big. Like she's so when she goes up on her hind leg, she gets tall. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our in our last place, we had the like long handles and she could open the doors just by jumping up and like pushing or pulling down on it. She could open doors. But in this house, we've got the normal round handles, so she can't like turn the handles anymore. Or so you think. I don't know. I have the door barricaded now, so we okay, should. Okay, good. good. What was I saying? <laughs> uh, the FBI oh, yeah. stuff. FBI agents. Um, in the book, it's made clear that Matilda knows that, like, her dad's business is shady. And that he's definitely not a total law-abiding citizen. I mean, he just gives off that vibe. He's <laughs> just kind of skeezy. Like, yeah. it, it's... He just is. And and she recognizes that because, again, she's five and a half, six years old. She's a very smart five and a half, six and a half year old. But like beyond that, she doesn't really care (laughs) to know more or look into it. more. No, no. She's not trying to rat him out as a six year old. (laughs) Yeah. So this whole added FBI nonsense, I guess it's not nonsense, but it's just something that I don't think. As five-year-old or six-year-old would really take much note of. Not to mention again, there is no FBI in the UK. So (laughs) I think it was just the normal police. I think it's kind of what I mentioned earlier with the adding shenanigans. I think they were just trying to add another level of like another ability to convey humor through the FBI agents. Mm hmm. Um, what else did I have? I feel like I had one more I want to talk about. FBI agents was one of them. And then one was... 
Oh, just like the the disciplining at the school, I feel like um, is a, just a, comes across as more extreme in the movie. And I don't know if that's because you're phys- like you're physically seeing it. I don't know, because in some ways it's not. <laughs> yeah. The scene where Miss Trunchbull, you know, throws the girl from her pigtails in the movie, uh-huh. she like lands in some flowers and it's all like soft and nice. And she grabs the flowers and brings them to Miss Honey in the uh-huh. book. She like lands hard on the grass and like bounces a couple times before she finally stops. You know, <laughs> like, that's true. It's, I guess so. I guess it depends on which scene you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like in the movie, Matilda gets thrown into the what is it? The the choke. The. Yeah, that thing. The choke <laughs> thing. I don't remember what it's called right now. Chokey machine. I'm um, not going to be able to tell you. So don't ask me. Um, I, that's, anyways, I'm the, the queen of forgetting words. <laughs> In the book, she doesn't actually ever end up getting thrown in there. It's just more of like a, a looming threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing I noticed. Um, I will say as a honorable mention, I just will never get over the making the kid eat all the chocolate cake. Oh, my goodness. That scene is one of the most classic scenes it's from just... Matilda for sure. And whenever I do, like, whenever I see pictures of, like, you know, kids on, like, their first birthday, you know how they do, like, the smash cakes? Yeah. Like, I, for my oldest daughter's first birthday, I made her a, a chocolate cake for her. Mm-hmm. And she did. She got, it was all over her face and stuff. And, like, it just made me think of that scene from the movie. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Just even rewatching it now, like, makes me ill. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so <Poor> much <laughs> cake. <laughs> But it's a cute scene. It's a fun scene. It's, well, and it's one of those things where it's like too much of a good thing is a bad thing, right? Because yeah. at first you'd be all like, who's going to complain about being told they have to eat the whole cake now? And then you're like, oh, no, that would make you very sick. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Um, any other honorable mentions? That's really all I had. Um, I think that's about it for me. Um, I didn't have much to complain about in this one. It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. All right, well, then get to your number one. All right. My number one is and I'm not even sure if it's a grievance or anti-grievance for myself. I haven't decided one way or another whether I like the book or the movie better in this point. In the book, Matilda loses her powers at the end. And in the movie, mm-hmm. she does not. And I I don't know what I like better, because <laughs> I think in the spirit of like it being a Halloweeny movie, I'm like, yeah, she's a witch. She's got her powers like it's it's fun. But like logically, the book makes more sense like of her. Like, you know, becoming in this comfortable situation where she's finally using her intellect to its full capacity and so she kind of just goes back to a quote-unquote normal but still very very smart little girl well yeah because she gets like advanced a year ahead and yeah she skips a grade basically and like (laughs) that's what we call it here in america i don't know if they call it skipping a grade otherwhere other places but (laughs) yeah and i don't know i guess from like a looking past the book obviously it's all fictional but like in her future life, it would make sense for her to lose these powers and just, you know, be smart and go on to do incredible smart person things. And that's the future of her life. But in the movie, it's like she still has these powers. And I mean, that's going to be a whole other thing going forward. Well, and so I understand and agree with the logic of the book Mm -hmm. that it is like, she had all this unused potential and intelligence and her brain just, you know, she wasn't being challenged at all. And so she, you know, was able to focus her energies on doing these amazing things that, you know, you couldn't even believe. Yeah. And so being challenged and actually using her, you know, brain and intelligence and intellect and everything, like you said, like that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. On one hand, but on the on the other hand, I also feel like if from the in I, I don't know, like I do like that in the movie she doesn't lose them because it's like 
she loved to read, even if she wasn't being challenged like she thought she, like like she needed to be at school. She was still finding ways to challenge herself. Like she'd go yeah. to the library and just get a wagon full of books, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. And learn on her own and still find other ways to challenge herself. I don't know. It, I, I can understand both both viewpoints. That's just it. Like, I can't decide if it's a grievance or an anti-grievance. Why would she just stop? And granted, in the book, it's not like a hard stop. It's no, a, they like gradually. It's a with time. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. And I know there I are I feel other... like if she kept using them, she would maintain them versus if she if she chose to stop using them, then yeah, they it wouldn't doesn't surprise me that you would she would just slowly lose them. So maybe I know there are other franchises <laughs> and maybe even like in other like mythologies and stuff i know there's like where like children are able to like see these beings up to a certain age or children are able to use these powers up to a certain age like that's a very common trope that you see um mm -hmm. and so i mean i can understand if it's kind of like that where it's like once you reach a certain age then they just kind of go away your, your your brain stops being so malleable is that the word yeah Something like right? that. Like sure. when you're a child, when you're a baby, like your brains are very, very malleable. It's very easy to learn things. It's it's why it's so much easier to learn a second language as a child versus as an adult kind of thing. Yeah. Not to bring a bunch of like logic <laughs> like into this into very a simple fantasy decision. <laughs> children's book. But um, but yeah, so that was my number one uh, grievance question mark. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like both for different reasons. Um, I'm with you. Okay, so my number one, there's a trend in this episode. Is it a grievance? Is it not? We'll <laughs> see the more I talk about it. Um, I'm going to talk through it and we'll find out. Yeah. So in the book, with Matilda's family being in such a hurry to leave... Matilda's mm -hmm. kind of like passed off and just kind of like dropped off with Miss Honey without a second thought, without, without any legal glance, papers, without any legal paperwork, without any, you know, any goodbye, really. It's not sentimental. There's no indication that her family even cares kind of thing. No, no redemption. No. In the movie, Matilda very conveniently has all the adoption paperwork in her backpack. Yeah, what a what How a five does a six-year-old, five-year-old six get adoption papers. Access to adoption papers. Maybe, maybe that's what the FBI agents were there for. <laughs> I don't know. Um and on top of that, the parting is, you know, a little bit more emotional and um, you know, like Matilda's mom, especially, you know, suddenly is like, but my baby, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it hints at like, well, maybe her family is going to miss her a little bit. So that's where I'm a little torn, because like mm -hmm. on the one hand, I'm like, and again, as a parent, I'm like, I don't know a parent who could. I, I can't imagine a parent so easily without even like a backward glance, just like giving up a kid, you know, like I, I have it happens friends. a lot in the world. I have. Well, kids do get put up for adoption and and things, but normally it's not an easy decision. And even after it happens, like I have a friend who gave a baby up for adoption and like it's still like is something she's working through. And it's been like seven years. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been a long time. And, 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 and so like, that's how I imagine. And it's like, this isn't a baby. This is a child that they have raised for six and a half years. Raised I imagine a loose term, loose, loosely, <laughs> but you know, like all the more reason where it's like, how could you just, so I like that they humanized her parents a little bit. Mm hmm. By making it at least a little bit more of like a they paused and thought about it a little bit more. It's kind of it reminds me of the deleted scene in the seventh Harry Potter where they tried to give Petunia a like slight redemption. Hmm. But that's not in the book. Like, no, she doesn't. 
She still doesn't care. Well, but here's the thing. So I really am glad they didn't include that in Harry Potter because I feel like that would have been out of character for Petunia and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason here... For some reason these trash people? <laughs> but it's... Because it's not really redeeming. It's still... You know, they're very selfish, very not great. But, you know, just the fact that there's a little bit more of a pause because they still sign her away, you know, yeah. and drive off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then I do feel like having the adoption papers ties up some loose ends because it's like. Because, yeah, if you think about how, it logically, you're like, how's that going to How are you going to leave out? your kid with someone? How is she can? How is she supposed to take her to the doctor? How is yeah, she, she going to do anything? Like, she, she can't. can't. <laughs> so. I mean, that's a lot of law suits and a lot of paperwork. Granted, again, in the book, it's happening in the UK. And I am not an expert on the no, United Kingdom's the legal system and adoption <laughs> work there. But here I know it's a process and it's long yeah. and it's expensive. So I don't know. It's and like, Miss Honey's okay, a teacher. That, that She's nicely, not wealthy. Yeah. Well, she did just get her father's inheritance. You're back, right. She got but, the inheritance. She can afford it. <laughs> but it's like, OK, it ties up some loose ends, but also like seemed way too easy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if this is a grievance or not. And then because I'm with you and I can see the parents thing both way, like, why are you trying to give even a moment of redemption to like these scumbag people? <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's another difference. <laughs> I was just like, I am not sure. But Yeah. So those are our thoughts. Yes. And grievances slash anti grievances, because we're kind of all over the place there. But we do have some fan faux pas. Mm hmm. Uh, faux pas is even it's like our grievances um i feel like you guys kind of felt the same way that we did <laughs> but we have one from uh lucy who said i still have to read the book but the movie was a childhood favorite of mine and it still means a lot to me and i think that that's the case for a lot of people even if they haven't read the book i think it's just it holds a special place in people's heart Mm-hmm. Like if you watch it as a child, it will forever be in your heart as just such a special movie because it was just so good. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why it is yeah hard for us to be like grievance. I don't know. Like they're both good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have another one. This is from our Instagram. So this one comes from our friends over at We Ship It podcast. If you have not checked them out, you should because they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, something I did not think to ask is which one of them <laughs> sent this in. So yes. this it's either could be Devin, or it could Devin. be Steph. We don't know. Maybe it was a collaborative effort, <laughs> but it's a good point nonetheless. So um, it says this was one of my favorite reads in elementary school. I remember my teacher made a big deal about it. I think we even had some chocolate cake while watching the movie. Ah, those were the days. I loved the sense of magic and the message of learning to love reading. Reading is power. Mm. And I agree. Yeah. And yeah. and I think this Granted, you know, it's a when you read the book, it's a book that talks about a girl who loves to read books. But um, in the in the movie, I think it is a strong image to a lot of kids. Well, and that I think that's why reading does open up a lot of possibilities, especially for like us and are probably our most of our fan base who all love reading. <laughs> like <laughs> if you Matilda listen to this was... podcast and you aren't a book person. Thank you for being Thank here. you. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you. This does not seem like your niche. So thanks for listening. Um, but like, for instance, like my husband is not a reader. You know, he's got dyslexia real bad. Reading's never been his thing. So for him, I don't think Matilda really held a special place in his heart. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You could ask him. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if he's seen the movie. Um, but. What? Hold on. Let me ask. Hey, honey. Oh, he's not listening. The one time. Throw something at him. (laughs) She's waving like a crazy person. Have you seen Matilda? Did you like watch it as a child? Like once. But like it it, it didn't like hold a special place in your heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't hold a special place in your heart. 
Yeah, he just called it a subpar movie, so he's wrong. Subpar? <laughs> How dare you, Brenton? The story was great, but it wasn't Judging. See, and I'm saying it's because... Charlotte's Web had more impact. <laughs> Charlotte's Web? No. What did he say about Charlotte's Web? That it had more impact than Matilda. Uh, okay. I can... No. Okay, I can... I can, No, I can see it. I can see it. Nah. We're going to do Charlotte's Web eventually, We are. Too. And then you'll hear my thoughts Charlotte's on that Charlotte's Web. One. I cry. Do you not like it? No. You don't like the book or the movie? No. Oh, we have very different thoughts on Charlotte's so Web. Because I can see where your that. husband's coming from. <laughs> um, Both the book so and yeah. the movie, I sob and I hate spiders. <laughs> so I think that that's uh, just proving my point right there, where if you did, if you weren't as into reading, you probably didn't care as much about matilda but for those of us book nerds out there matilda was great and inspirational well, but also think about sorry this is should not this is not really coming out of left field if you know me or have been listening to this podcast up till now she's a strong young female character mm-hmm. <laughs> who loves books who is smart and loves to read and solves and fixes her own problems you know what i mean like don't get me Let's, wrong, like when we were young, there were some other examples of strong female, but not really. You know not, what I mean? Generally not as the protagonist. And I mean, the only one I could think of was like the protagonist. Belle. They still needed a guy in yeah. some capacity to like, quote unquote, save them. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, don't get me wrong. I still love all of like the Disney princess movies and things. Mm-hmm. But... While they do have strong female characteristics, most of them still, you know, needed to be saved at the end. Right. And even so, like in the case of like Mulan, who is dope and my favorite Mulan Disney princess came later. Mulan was a but 90s she movie. Also, her strength was like literally like physical strength. She like saved mm-hmm. China, was a boss lady. I love her. But it was cool to see someone whose strength came from their intelligence and from them. And again, at reading five, and stuff. at six, it wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't a child watching a movie about like a, a grown woman. I was a child That's watching true. a movie yeah. about another child. Can't you get know, much I was, more relatable I was than born that. in 94. You were born in 95. So we mm-hmm. didn't see this movie when it first came out. We saw it a couple years later. But still, by the time we were watching this movie, we were around the age that Matilda yeah. is supposed to be, you know, like, yeah. and so I just feel like that was really impactful. And I feel like for a lot of young girls who watched this movie when they were little, I feel like that might be a pretty big reason why it would be special and just be one mm-hmm. of those childhood movies that you love because mm-hmm. it was inspiring. I feel like to a lot of young yeah. little girls to read and, and, and learn and and not be held back by what other people say because her parents i you know were awful and not supportive and called her names and you know were she could have very easily at five or six years old just believed what her parents said and and stopped trying but she didn't and so just i like it (laughs) yes so there's our rant at the end of the episode (laughs) um i guess Um, we still have to answer the age-old question yes which is, was the book better? No. 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 I mean, it's great. Better? No. Great? Yes. I wouldn't say the movie's better either. No, they're equal ground. They're equally great in their own ways. Yep. And so is the musical. I really, you guys have to find a way to watch the musical. Can you watch the music? Is the musical, like, available to like stream somewhere um, Matilda maybe? the musical because it's so it's so good oh you yeah it looks like I have it on YouTube on YouTube yeah there's a couple different ones but just like the set is amazing the songs are so good it's just great if I can find the pictures that I took when I went maybe we'll share those but. wait June 9th 2021 CNET said Matilda the musical coming to Netflix with Emma Thompson as the villain Emma Thompson's gonna play Miss Trunchbull I don't know I just read the headline <laughs> so clearly I know everything now well it's about time 
that it becomes yeah, there's like a new an version actual, of Road like, Dolls production instead of Matilda coming to the screen. And this time, Emma Thompson will follow her hiss-worthy turn as the villain by playing the formidable Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. It Dope. will be released on Netflix in December 2022. So we may have to revisit this then. In a year. <laughs> but either way, you should still try and you can watch it on YouTube and it's great and it's funny. And I remember when I went and saw it, there were like schools that went like as a field trip. Because, again, Jeez, it's a, a like family trip. friendly. Right. Like in London, like I think it was like West End or something. But it was so funny because during some of the jokes, all you like you'd hear just like all this like little tiny like child British laughter. And it was amazing. Oh, and it made cute. the experience in the play like so much better. So but it was good anyway, either way. So mm -hmm. you should watch it if you can. And if it's yes. just good. Um, the musical came out in 2011. That's when that first popped up. And I saw it in 2013. So it was still, it was, wasn't, you know, too old yet. It had been, I don't know, Wicked, I think, has never been taken out of production in London. You could, can always see Wicked in London, but yeah. I'm not sure about Matilda. Some other musicals and things, they go through a rotation. But anyway, mm. that is another tangent that I'm going off. Yeah, we're just we're just going off. We now, like so musicals, we if you up. didn't know. <laughs> Got to wrap this up. But um, yeah, Matilda's great. Next love week. Book, love the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mini sewed next week. Um, we were uh, requested, recommended to do a recast of the Twilight movie. Which um, should so be if, interesting. If we were to remake Twilight today, a scary amount of time has passed since it originally came out. It, I don't like thinking about it, right? Yep. I don't like thinking about how old I am. Um, yep. But if we were to remake it today, who would we cast as just like the main like 10 characters? So that's what we're going to do in next week's mini-sode. And then um, the week before Halloween, we will be doing Coraline. Full spooky. Full, full spooky. spooky and yet and yet still considered a children's book. I yeah. read Coraline in either third or fourth grade. Like, I remember watching the movie and being like, this is creepy. I don't like this. And I'm like. I think when it came out and I saw it, I was a teenager, like I wasn't a child for sure. And so I was like, I would not want to watch this as a child. So it should be interesting. Um. I still don't. I still find it creepy. So we'll see if I can even get through the book in the movie to do the episode. So tune in in two weeks to find out if I'm still alive and well. And <laughs> I don't like scary stuff. Which is why we're doing Coraline. <laughs> yes, that's my because limit. You're I couldn't, welcome. I couldn't like convince you to do anything that like actually is considered like a horror movie you Heck don't no. do that no so. <laughs> i'm a wimp i'll admit it it's i like okay. the so spooky is, so is my husband side i have Halloween. to watch i have to watch scary things by myself i've always had to yeah um so, so yeah we're we need to wrap this up so uh, so yeah for join us in two weeks for that and then join us in one week for the mini-sode, but have a great week. Don't forget to read. <laughs>